Want to make your own podcast? Spotify has a platform that lets you make one super easy podcast and distribute it everywhere and even earn money all in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. No matter what your setup is like, you can totally start creating today. Then they distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else that podcasts are heard. With Spotify for Podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads, podcast subscriptions, and it's free. No catch at all. One of my favorite things is it offers video podcasts, which no other platform does at the moment. So I recommend you give it a try. Download Spotify for Podcasters app or just go to spotify.com slash podcasters to get started. Welcome to your new favorite podcast, Glow Big with Stephanie. I'm your host, Stephanie, and this podcast is for all women. We want to inspire and empower you. We're going to bring you style, humor, entertainment, good intentions, big ideas, hope, and a little bit of sobriety in each and every episode. You can get all that and more at vibewithstephanie.com. But right now, grab yourself a sparkly water, put it in a pretty glass or a coffee and get comfy and enjoy the show. Hey, how are you? I am probably going to lose some listeners over this podcast, but these things have to be said. I have to be authentic and let you know where I'm coming from and who I am. And things are changing. Things have changed so much since I got sober and opened my eyeballs. I don't know exactly when this started to shift, but I can see so many things more clearly now than I ever could in my life. And I want you to try to have an open mind and understand where I'm coming from. So lately I have been pretty enraged about everything from chemtrails to what they're doing to our farms, to bioengineered food, ingredients, Bill Gates, Epstein, our gardens, our seeds. And I want to talk about what a scam alcohol is. Just like all of the things I just mentioned, alcohol is a scam. All of this is like a big illusion and it's unbelievable. The rabbit holes that you can get get into by just looking. It's unbelievable. So I'm going to tell you a quick story, which you may or may not know. This will lead into alcohol and this will lead into all of the other illusions. Hopefully you're still here and not thinking that I'm some insane conspiracy theorist. So in 1929, there is a man named Edward Bernays. He is actually related to Sigmund Freud, which if you want to take that rabbit hole, that gets a little bit insane as well. Just that piece of information. But this dude created a way to encourage women to start smoking in public because back then it was super taboo for women to be smoking in public. So he created a campaign called Torches of Freedom. And during the Easter Day Parade in New York City, I believe he had it printed in an ad in some newspapers or flyers, and they were all around the city telling all these women to come out to Easter Day Parade in New York City and to smoke cigarettes and show solidarity. And they were supposed to be seen as symbols of emancipation and equality for women. So what do we do? 
we're going to take to the streets. Everybody else is doing it. This is the time to do it, right? So they took to the streets, smoking cigarettes. They all came out to the streets. Everybody was smoking. And then now people that didn't smoke saw these women smoking. And now they're all smoking and everybody smoked. And who did that help but the tobacco industry? And they made slogans like, you've come a long way, baby, in the 60s and tried to cash in on this women's movement and attracting women consumers who identified in the movement. Now, it killed a lot of women. It took a lot of women and is still taking women to this day. But people caught on and people realized that cigarettes are not healthy and they're killing us. It is super taboo to even be smoking now. I smoked until last year and teenagers would go by in a car and they would cough and like really be disrespectful, but make it so obvious that smoking was gross. And I felt gross. And I have girlfriends that smoke to this day, but they hide when they do it because it's just not the thing to do. So what is exciting to me about that is this sober movement that we're doing now is going to hopefully lead us to the same place. It might be years, it might be another decade, it might be two, but I think that drinking is going to become one of those things that people don't do anymore. And I'm kind of hoping so because a lot of us are still stuck looking at our friends who drink and looking around and everybody's still doing it. So we're afraid to be the first ones to stop, especially because in our culture, it's like, oh, you don't drink? Oh, why? What happened? Is there a problem? And I am pointing fingers at myself as we speak because I have said that. I have done a dirty look to someone who said they didn't drink anymore. I have judged. I was that girl. And shame on me. I'm still living with that guilt. So I understand a lot of us don't want to quit because it is going to raise questions. But eventually, this will be out just like smoking is as well. And now... Fast forward to our drinking culture, the way we drink was absolutely designed. The industry of alcohol is ginormous and it ties in with pharmaceuticals and it's all tied in together. And women in their 30s and the 40s think of drinking as like a way to identify themselves beyond being the mom and beyond the working mom or the, you know, the stay at home mom. It's a way for us to identify ourselves and getting together for drinks, to laugh and relax. It's important to our identity. And I do that in quotes because we're trying to feel carefree and get kind of transformed out of our responsibilities. And don't even get me started on how they target moms mommy wine time. And I've seen onesies that say like, you're the reason mommy drinks, which absolutely crushes me. Everywhere you look, it's targeted for mommies and they don't really care. They know we're going to die. They know it's going to harm our, our health, but that's okay. They've got a pill for that. They've got hospital beds waiting for us. And then when we die, they've already targeted our kids. Our kids are going to grow up with brand loyalty say Woodbridge, for instance. My son watched me drinking the Woodbridge Merlot every single night for the rest of my life. What brand of wine do you think he's probably going to drink? He's for sure going to drink red wine and probably Woodbridge Merlot. And we're just creating brand loyalty. Just like when I smoked my mom's camel. That's what I smoked for years after I started smoking. Most people don't switch, but I don't know why I ended up switching brands because most people do not. And they count on that. 
they count on that. So it's okay that they're killing there because they had us for a lifetime and now they're moving on to our sons and our daughters. The alcohol industry spent $6.7 billion in advertising in 2020. I'll just say that one more quick time. The alcohol industry spent $6.7 billion in advertising in 2020. That, I, I'm sorry, but that, that, that is a lot. Like I know how much advertising costs if you wanted to advertise something on Facebook or Instagram, it isn't $6.7 billion. Where were you sitting in 2020? Were you in front of your TV like all the rest of the entire world? Yeah, you were. And that's where they were advertising. And they're doing it subconsciously too. They count on the fact that you're proud that you tune out advertisements, right? We think we're tuning it out. Well, it's coming to you subconsciously, whether you like it or not. The alcohol industry understands alcoholics better than we understand ourselves. The alcohol industry spend twice as much on television ads more than any other household brand. So the alcohol industry is spending twice as much as the laundry commercials. What they do is normalize and glamorize problem drinking. They want us to be convinced that it's normal. And we were, weren't we? Because I mean, how many times was I in the store buying wine and I had my little boy with me. There was another mom buying cases of White Claw with her little kid. And we just nodded and laughed. I mean, it was a thing. It was a thing. And it, the thing is killing us. I know that you know that. Why not get the jump on it and knock it off? Because the, the thing is, is we're struggling in silence. Because one in 10 are going to have an alcohol problem. One in three abuse alcohol. So it is affecting a lot of us. We think that you have to be drinking in the mornings or drinking on the side of the road or homeless to be a problem drinker. And we think just because we're high functioning that we're fine, but we are suffering in silence. We're keeping secrets. And I know, cause I talk to a ton of women. There are a lot of us keeping secrets. Our friends don't even know that we're struggling. And if our friends don't know, then we probably don't know that they're struggling either, right? So everybody is struggling a little bit and a little bit curious about whether we have problem drinking or not. We're not telling our friends that what started off as fun and cool and relaxing has us worried, worried about our health, worried about whether we're able to even stop or moderate. Drinking alcohol is seriously like playing with fire. It's a scam. It's about money. It was intentional. And now there's even a pharmaceutical drug that's supposed to help you curb your cravings. Well, isn't that thoughtful of them? Wasn't that kind of them? So now they've created this monster, but if you pay, we'll help you reduce your cravings a little bit. Not a coincidence. They don't care if they kill us, they get billions from our drinking and now they're grooming our kids and our daughters. So I know I sound fired up and the more I think about it, the more upset I get about it because it's just a trap. It's an illusion. I know at this point, it's not something we can just, oh, well, now that we know that we can quit. It takes work and it takes mindset and it takes a shift 
in you, but I want this to just be one more little tool in your tool belt that might be the thing that wakes you up is to open your eyes and look around. And I have to say, I have to be honest, my eyeballs were not open until I got sober. So it may be hard for you to hear this. It may be hard for you to see this. You're probably thinking, oh, this girl's crazy. But hopefully it sticks and you think, man. And I would love to see you get down that rabbit hole of this Edward Bernays dude and Sigmund Freud. And oh my gosh, so much other stuff that I can't even believe I've come across. So anyway, I love you. You're not alone. You are being targeted. They want our money and our and our lives and they want our kids' lives and our kids' money forever and ever. So you're not alone in this. It's a trap. It's a scam. It's propaganda. You can get out. And the sooner you get out, the better. You're not going to be ostracized. Be a leader. Don't worry about what your friends say. If you're feeling a nudge to let go of alcohol, you absolutely should because it's taking and taking and taking from you and it's never going to give you that first feeling you felt when you took your first sip. You're spending your life trying to get that feeling and it's never coming. I can promise you that it is never coming again. That was a one-time thing, maybe a two-time thing. Now, every day you're chasing that feeling and it's not coming. So stop while you're ahead and let me know how you feel about this podcast. (laughs) I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Thanks for hanging out with us today at Glow Big. We hope you're leaving feeling empowered and happy and ready to take on the world. Check out the website, vibewithstephanie.com. You'll get info on everything from fashion to sobriety. And for extra support on sobriety, check out vibewithstephanie.com slash sober. Have a great day.